Welcome to season two, episode three. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. This episode touches my heart. Um, It is kind of us coming out of the closet, and it may not seem like that for you. You might be over there going, Sabrina, I've seen your YouTube videos on Sacred Prostitute, Mary Magdalene. I've seen your YouTube videos on Sacred Sexuality, on Sexual Energy, on da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But for me, there's something that's happening. There's a little bit of a shift that's happening in unveiling. That's how it feels to me is an unveiling. I feel like so many of the sex mysteries of sex magic, feminine sexuality is kind of shrouded behind a veil, hidden behind a veil. And this to me feels like a bit of unveiling. And there's a bit of backlash. Um, you know, we've had some interesting adventures with Facebook and, you know, sharing things around sacred sexuality and we can't run ads and our images get removed and things get taken down. But to me, what does it feel like? It just feels like it's time. It just feels like it's time. It feels like we have this opportunity to heal sexuality, to awaken to so much more of what sexuality is, to open to the power that it is, the gifts that it is, to let go of the shame that is there, to change our relationships with our bodies, change our relationships with our lovers, change our relationships with the way that we create um, the way that we connect with this world, it's, it is so much more than just sex, right? Sexuality, sacred sexuality is so much more than just sex. And I hope that this episode really opens that door for you. I hope that these five archetypes that we go into offer a transmission, offer an activation, offer some insights, offer an opening, offer something to you that um, that may be eye-opening or that may shift something in your body, in the way that you relate to another, in the way that you relate to your own sexuality. There is so much magic held in sacred prostitute energy. And that's what we walk into. You'll hear me at the very start yelling. <laughs> so this is a warm-up. This is a bit of a preparation. You will hear me yelling in an effort to create temple space in an effort to say we are standing on sacred ground here we are walking into these mysteries we are walking into sex magic this is not just some airy fairy fluffy conversation we are in temple space together and it is sacred ground that we are standing on and i invite you to walk into this episode from that space and just open your heart open your being to whatever arises for you, right? Whatever arises for you. And if you're called to join the newsletter for any offerings that come up around this particular topic, there will be things coming up, some free workshops or free kind of explorations. There will be some online retreats that we're gonna do. There's an in-person retreat. You'll hear me mention that. It's happening in a couple of weeks, so you kind of have to jump on that really quick. And there's only, I think at this point, five spots left now. Um, but that invitation is there. Um, so if this is something that sings to you, jump in. 
um, and stay connected. There's a lot of times that we can't get the word out in our normal formats and fashions because we say sex and sexuality. Also, if you feel to share this in some way, that helps us tremendously. If you feel to um, leave reviews in the podcast, that helps us. If you feel to pop something up on Instagram and say, love this episode and rewilding. If you're into sacred sexuality, go listen to this. If you love goddess archetypes, if you want sex magic, go listen to this. If you love tantrika energy, go listen to this. It, it really helps because we're very limited on where we can share this and how we can share it. Um, and we learned that over the past week, <laughs> given all the ways that images were removed and things were taken down. So just really, really love our community and really honor you as a listener, as someone who is part of our community. And yeah, um, yeah, just my heart's kind of cracking open in this moment over how grateful I am for the space that we all create together. All right enough of the talk so before you're going to just get prepared i am about to start yelling <laughs> all right that was the warning <laughs> here you go enjoy i'm going to invite you to open i'm going to invite you to relax and to open to be as receptive as you can in this moment not just receptive to words but receptive to energy, receptive to feeling the subtle, receptive to feeling the unseen, receptive to feeling electricity coming through your body, receptive to the little spaces in your body that want to shift or move and receptive to the energy. And so whatever you need to do in this moment to bring yourself into a receptive space, we are walking into sacred territory here, right? This is sacred ground that we are about to stand on. This isn't just some conversation around, oh, if you suck a cock this way, this will happen. Oh, if you dance this way, you will suddenly have pleasure. This is sacred territory. So when I start to talk about sex magic, there's a lot of different threads of sex magic that you can study or you can go into. This particular thread that we are walking into is sacred. This is sacred sexuality. This is high level sacred sexuality, right? And so allowing yourself to stand on sacred ground, whatever that means for you, light a candle, um, shut off all the distractions, open your heart, open your central channel, right? Just allow yourself to be like you are literally walking into a sacred prostitute's temple space. You are literally in this moment walking into a sacred prostitute's temple space. And those words might even freak you the fuck out. Like sacred prostitute temple all in the same sentence. Yeah, that's what this conversation is about. It is about that. It is about bringing the sacred into sexuality. There is nothing that is not sacred about sexuality. Yes, we've distorted it. Yes, we've made it toxic. Yes, we've repressed it. Yes, we've oppressed it. Yes, we've made it like taboo and terrible and we've hid it in closets and most of our religions have separated, have fucking separated the sacred from the body, the sacred from sexuality. It is bad, <laughs> right? So what I'm asking us to do here is to get past all of that and let the two merge, right? Let the sacred merge with sexual energy. Just let the two merge or just 
walk into a space, my space, my temple space, this space, this community where there's way more women and way more men holding sacred sexuality than just me in this moment. So right now, whether you're listening to the podcast, you're on YouTube or you're here in the live on Facebook as this is being recorded, know that you are standing in a circle that is way beyond me. We have a support team of 20 women. We have a support team of 20 women holding sex sacred in this moment holding sex sacred in this moment. That is part of this temple space. That is part of, of the feminine mysteries. That is part of it. And so just allowing yourself to like, and, and maybe, this, maybe this is not what you signed up for, right? Maybe you're like, Jesus, I saw this on Instagram and I just thought it would be cool to like hear about Mary Magdalene, the sacred prostitute, right? But no. <laughs> so, Allowing yourself to be and know that this comes from love. Know that this comes from so much love, right? And, and all of this, all of sacred prostitution, all of sex magic, this flavor, this fucking flavor, I don't care about all the other flavors out there, this flavor comes from a place of love, love, huge love, like the kind of love that wants to break you open. The kind of love that wants to illuminate your soul. That's the kind of love. That's the kind of love that's also held in this container. So yes, we're gonna talk about sex magic, but we're gonna do it with a whole lot of love, a whole lot of grace, right? That's what we're gonna do in all five of these archetypes. Now, going into that, feeling into, um, there are infinite amount of archetypes around sacred sexuality infinite. We are going into high-level mysteries here, right? And when we start to go into high-level mysteries, archetypes stop existing, goddesses stop existing, but they are really great stepping stones. They're really great, there's hair in my face, they're really great doorways, right? They're really great initiators, they're really great awakeners and openers. But know that I'm giving us a framework that is just a ladder to get to the truth of things. That's it. Right? So if I say we're going to go into five archetypes, please don't hold that as gospel, right? As like, oh, there are only five, right? There are 12, there are three, there are a thousand, there are a billion, right? And some of them overlap. So some of them in the Indian pantheon will have a certain flavor which will be very similar to a goddess or an archetypal energy in the Greek pantheon. And it doesn't matter. That's not the, the point is not to cling to their myth or to cling to their name or to cling to the mentalized stuff around archetypes. The point is, what do they open? What is the doorway that they open for us? How do they heal? How do they gift? What is the flavor of their Shakti? Where does it take us to? Here's the next thing I want to share with you. The way that one Shakti flavor, one goddess, one archetypal energy, one practice even, the way that it will open you, awaken you, and where it will take you will be so different to the way that it will, to where it will take me, to where it will take the person next to you, to where it will take the person next to you, right? I have seen 20 women in a room go into the exact same archetypal energy, and I know they're on it. They're not like off in a completely different space. We are all in the exact same archetypal energy. All in the, let's say Mary Magdalene. We are all in Mary Magdalene. Some women will be led to wholeness of woman, just wholeness sovereignty of woman, like almost this still, whole, sovereign Mary Magdalene being. 
in the exact same moment, the woman next to her could be exploring past life trauma around sacred prostitution and all of the trapped emotion, all of the trapped fear, all of the trapped rage, all of the trapped pain about the misuse of, of sacred sexuality, about the misuse of the feminine energy is arising. And, she, and she's, she's, she's releasing that, right? She's releasing that through cheers. She's releasing that through movement. She's releasing that through breath. She's, 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 she's releasing that, right? So I want to share with you that all of these energies will touch us very, very differently. And to honor that, and I'm gonna speak about them in an open kind of way, and so allow them to be open, allow them to touch in the way that they touch you, right? Allow them to touch in the way that they touch you, and know that there is way more to this. So I have a list of 10 archetypes that I would love to take us into. We're gonna do five today. Those of you who are coming on the retreat, we're gonna do way more. We'll do these five as an experiential exploration embodiment of these five, but we'll also do more. Okay, so let's, let's go into them. Um, where do we wanna start? I wanna start with Vesta. I want to start with Vesta. So just take a deep breath. Vesta's symbol is um, a V-shape with a flame in the center. Her symbol is a V-shape with a flame in the center. And so just almost feeling in your womb space, and it doesn't matter if you have a womb or not, just that energetic space, your pelvic bowl, feeling that become a V with a flame in the center. That's your sacred flame. It's like the inner flame, the inner sacred flame. Now, the title of this, at least the working title for when we recorded this live was um, the buried sex magic, the buried sex magic of archetypes, of five archetypes. Vesta is often considered goddess of home and hearth. Many of you will know that. So Vesta is often considered goddess of home and hearth. But when you go deeper, when you energetically explore, when you continue into Vesta, what are the mysteries of Vesta? What are the mysteries of Vesta? What else is in Vesta? What else is in Vesta? Sure, home and hearth, but what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? She is Vestal virgins. She is Vestal virgins. She is keeper of the sacred flame, keeper of the sacred flame. So this flame that she keeps is not just the flame that she keeps burning in the home. It's not just the flame that she keeps burning in the home. It is the sacred flame. It is the sacred flame. Vesta brings us to priestess. Vesta takes us to priestess, high priestess energy. High priestess energy. I have scoured books to find this, right? I have not found, if, if you all find good resources on this, please share them, please share them. But I have not found good resources on them. To me, what we are starting to explore, if you'll feel into um, the energy of emerging, the emerging feminine, emerging feminine, right? This is what is emerging in the feminine collective consciousness. What is emerging in humanity as a possibility? What is emerging? What is emerging? What is emerging? To me, what is happening is these, these buried mysteries 
or even evolving of these feminine mysteries, right? You can say buried, you could say hidden. Um, we could say that they're really, really ancient. Now they're just coming back up. Or we could say that we are evolving into them. We are moving to a place that we're able to embody them and express them in the world without getting killed, right? Or, or getting um, burnt at a stake or without all of those things. So when we start to speak about Vesta, we start to really understand um, Vestal Virgin. We start to really understand that aspect of sexuality. So within this, if we talk sex magic, sex magic, the Vestal Virgins, right? It was that sexual energy. And we talk sex transmutation, right? We talk that sex energy is not just for sex, Right? It's not just for pleasure. It's not just for, it's, it's, um, it can be in service to anything. This energy can hold, can attract, can heal, can alchemize things. It is so much more. <laughs> it is so much more. Part of Vesta's V, right? Part of Vesta's V and part of what Vesta offers, the feminine or... The, it's the masculine too. It, it's a, but part of what her Shakti gifts us with is she gifts us with focused, focused service, focused intention, right? She brings us to what is your deep desire? What is your deep purpose? How is it that you are truly, authentically, deeply called to serve? To, to serve, to express, um, to what is it that you are deep, how is it that you're deeply called to love, right? How is it that you're really, really deeply called to be in the world? And she brings us that clarity and gives us this capacity to light the way, bring the sacred flame, also to allow sexual energy, which is life force energy. So let's just use the word life force energy as same thing as sexual energy, right? I mean, we all know sexual energy is a powerful force. It is an incredibly powerful force. And when it's unlocked and when it's open and when it's heart aligned and soul aligned, which is what Vesta demands because she's high priestess, right? High, high priestess. Priestess just means you're aligned with the heights. You're aligned with soul. You're aligned with the divine. And so you serve from a place of absolute truth. You serve from a place of your true north. Your, your true north, your truth, and you serve from that place, and you can direct all of your energy, right? She, she brings that focus point. She brings that clarity. She brings the inner sacred flame. She also key, is keeper of that inner sacred flame, so she keeps that flame within you lit. She keeps it lit. She keeps it lit. There's such a high purity to Vesta. Okay. Um, that's one. And just kind of feel, you know, feel. What does that feel like? Take a quick moment to pause or reflect or, you know, that she, some of these, again, will touch you in different ways. You might have tears. You might just feel grace. You might feel past lives. You might feel some pain. You might feel, wow, I really relate to that. You might feel, wow, that's a great story, Sabrina, but I don't really relate to that. Don't worry, we have four more. <laughs> don't worry, we have four more. They all touch us differently. Some of them are stronger for us than others. Some of them we're just not ready for, right? There's also a divine timing to them. I remember working in archetypes at the very start 
and going, wow, there's just not much hair. Yeah, a year later. Then it was like, she would grab me by the scruff and like, now you're ready, right? <laughs> so just honoring, honoring your experience, honoring it. Okay. Whew, let me see, where are we going next? Um, <laughs> we're gonna shift gears. So we're gonna go a little bit earthier. We're gonna get a little bit earthier. We're gonna get a little bit deeper. And we're going to feel into the mysteries again. Our topic today is the buried, the buried sex magic. And some of you, I saw this one. No one got Vesta. I don't think I posted something in the Facebook group just asking which archetypes are you feeling around sex magic? And I didn't see Vesta because um, she's a very, very hidden one. Very hidden. You have to go deep um, with her, far with her to get to that place. But I did see this one, Medusa. I did see Medusa. So Medusa at first glance or when first working with Medusa or the myth of Medusa is often associated with snake head and she has this stone cold glance that will, um, that will turn anyone into stone. If you look her in the eye, she turns you to stone love this. It's so good. It's so representative of feminine sex magic. It's so representative of the veil that that sex magic is often hidden behind. It's so representative of it. And it's so pointing to you have to do your shadow work to get past the mask. You have to let go of the shame and the pain and the fear associated with sexuality. You have to, you have to, you have to, or you will never, never touch into the mysteries behind the Gorgon face, behind the stone cold stare, behind the snake hair, behind her death stare. You will never get past it. You will just literally, and how many of us can relate either now or at some point in our lives, we literally looked at sex as like, um, I can relate. I was infinitely curious about sexuality my whole life, but it scared the pants off of me, right? But infinitely curious, infinitely sexual from a very young age, but had no idea. It was literally like looking at Medusa while she still had her mask on, right? For a good portion of my young life. And so we can relate to that. And when we start to work with Medusa, the first gift of Medusa is her Shakti. Again, her gift, what it helps us do is to take off false masks, is to remove the false masks. So I can totally relate to this as well. How many times, like either currently or in the past, you've gone into sexual experiences with a mask on, with a fucking mask on, right? Or I'm just gonna play it safe, or I'm gonna, right? Like we, um, we go in with a script, we go in with a script, we go in playing it safe, we go in with a mask on, we go in being, you know, 10% of who we fully are, right? We want to just let it rip, but we act like the nice girl, right? When really we just want to like claw someone's back and we want to, you know, whatever it is, um, or we want to go into, I, I won't go into painting pictures for us because then we'll be here forever. But part of what Medusa allows us to do is she brings us our freedom, right? So when we remove masks, 
we move, remove absorbed conditioning. Even watching porn is absorbed conditioning. It is absorbed conditioning. You do this, then you do this, then you do that, then you do that. And it looks like this, it sounds like this, this is success in a sexual experience. Come on! Come on! <laughs> right? We have completely... I won't go off on that at all. I'm not shaming watching porn in any way, shape, or form. Just there's so much more. And to honor how much we've been conditioned by how many different places, right? And so what Medusa helps us to do is she helps to bring out the wild. She helps to bring out that authentic, primal, wild woman. Um, in a man, she helps to, or in the masculine, doesn't have to be a man, in the masculine, she helps to rip his masks off as well. She helps him to um, be authentic to the moment, to be authentic, to be present to the moment, right? It's like, you are present to the moment or I will literally rip your throat out, right? I will literally rip your throat out. Um, she also gives the feminine this freedom to not second guess what's happening in the moment, to not second guess what's going on in her body, to not second guess where she's being called to touch, to kiss, to move, how she's being called to sound. She brings liberation. She brings freedom. Freedom. Can you imagine going into a sexual experience? And it doesn't even have to be sex, right? We're talking about way beyond this, but just allowing sexual energy to move through us. But let's talk about an intimate moment. And in this intimate moment, let's talk about it with another person with another person. So in an intimate moment, imagine going into that intimate moment, zero inhibitions without doing drugs, right? Zero inhibitions, because drugs will always dull. They will always dull, they will always diminish. Or, or I shouldn't say that, because I don't know, I haven't done all sorts of drugs. Um, so let me remove that, and there's no shame around doing that. But when we start to work with this energy, we start to go, wow, I don't need I don't need substances to alter my state of consciousness. I don't need substances to feel free. I don't need substances to feel uninhibited. I actually, when I don't have substances running through my body, I can read the moment better. I can feel more. I can feel more. I can stay truer to the moment. I can read the moment more. I can allow more to happen in my body. There are um, places in my body being switched off. And that's like, that's part of the gift. It's part of the gift of working with all of these goddesses is they take us into these altered states of consciousness, right? Without chemicals and the freedom in that, the freedom in that. We can go in, we can come out. It's not like, oh, it's a six hour journey because I have a chemical running through my body for six hours. So um, let me come back to Medusa. So Medusa brings this freedom um, and her... When you start to go deeper and deeper, so like how we talked about Vesta, when you go in and 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 in, right? You have to, we, we have to work to get there, right? We have, to, we have to work to get there. This isn't just like, she just like whacks us over the head with the sex magic stick. She's like, no, you have to remove your masks. You have to be true to self. You have to be able to be fucking free in the moment to ever allow sex magic to come through you. You have to be able to be present to the moment, not stuck in some porn scene or stuck in some, um, in some thought pattern of like, am I doing it right? Is this okay? What are they thinking? Oh my God, I just made a sound. Oh my God, how are they? Right? What? We, it, she gives us this capacity to just be 
1000% in the moment in our bodies with zero inhibition, right? It's just, this is what's true. This is what's, and, and to have that knowing and that confidence in self of this is what is rolling through my body. And I know that this serves the moment, right? Even if your partner's eyes are like, holy buckets, right? You still know, and you're so present to the moment that you know the holy buckets face or expression is part of the gifting and it is the greatest thing that can be happening in that moment. So Medusa helps us to be free to do that, helps us to be free to get past our inhibitions, past our, you know, am I enough? Am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Is this good enough? Um, what? This might be too wild. Oh gosh. Really? Right? She, she, she's beautiful in that way. Um, let me just look at our time quick. Uh, next layer of Medusa. Let me try to get to this one and explain this. Okay. She is a door opener to the depths of the feminine mysteries. An energy that I like to call her. Her, like primordial, ancient, feminine. She's a doorway into that. Primordial, ancient, feminine. And this is when you start to feel serpent energy rise up from the depths from the depths and rises up, like rises up into your first chakra, rises up, rises up, rises up. And now imagine bringing that into the bedroom or imagine bringing that into your body. This isn't all just about the bedroom. Just imagine bringing that into your body. Imagine what that heals, what that awakens. Imagine the grounded, grounded sacred sexuality, grounded, like earthy, primal. She takes you back to creation energy, creation energy. You want to talk about raw power and authentic, um, um, what are the words? Um, just the truth of sexuality, right? Beyond all this crap that we've placed on top of it is that it is creation energy. Sexuality is creation. It is creation. It is creation. And she takes you there. That's her sex magic. She takes you into that place. It's one of her aspects of her sex magic. She's also incredibly healing, incredibly fucking healing. She is a great healer, right? Hands-on healer, sex healer. Um, that's another aspect of her sex magic. Okay, there's way more to Medusa, but I won't go there because we have three more to get through. All right, for those of you who are interested in this, come to retreat. We will do all of this on retreat. All right, let me go into the next one. Um, I think it's Isis. I think it's Isis. Um, Isis, so now we just went into the depths, right? The lower earthier, like lower chakras into like the dark goddess territory, the dark feminine sex magic. Now we're going to go into Isis and for at least this exploration, again, these are way, way bigger than this, but at least in this exploration, the way that she's kind of showing up is we're going to go to the heights. We're going to go to the heights of sex magic. So Isis now takes us up to the heights of sex magic. Um, so if that was like the gritty depths, right? And we're going into the depths of the mysteries. We're going to go up to the heights of the mysteries, the heights of sex magic. So Isis brings in a priestess energy as well. She brings in, in a priestess like 
bringing in the grace, right? She becomes this channel of, let me bring in, let's just feel this for a moment. Again, there's many doorways into Isis, many aspects, but this is just the one that's showing up. She brings in this like high vibrational golden light, like golden love light, golden miraculous healing light. And she often will bring it in from above. You imagine that's what priestesses do, right? You bring in different energy and you gift the world with it. That's all you do. And if it's around sexuality, you do that with your sexual energy open. It doesn't even have to be that you're having sex to do it. You just have all of that open, right? This conversation, all of that is open in me, right? Because it allows for that much more energy to move through me. And it's the same. You see so many people, they allow the sexual energy to mix in because it's more potent. It's more, um, what is it? Um, it penetrates in a different way. It permeates in a different way. It, it affects in a different way. It alchemizes in a different way. It heals in a different way. It loves in a different way, right? It just, it's, there's, it just adds juice, just adds juice, everything. So if you feel into this Isis, um, there's just this image of, of an Isis exploration, a very personal one that keeps coming into my head, so I think I'll share that story in a second. But you just feel this, and you just like let that fill your body. You just, you let this golden love light pour down and through your crown, down and through your central channel, and down into your being, down into your heart, down into your heart, and then let it go down into your belly, down into your pelvic space, and then down into your root chakra. If you're a woman, you let it go down into your yoni. If you're a man, you let it go down into your cock, right? If you, if, just let it go all the way down, all the way down. It doesn't matter what, what our, our sexuality is, what our body is. You just let it go all the way down and you let it fill your sex center. If it's not filling your sex center, oftentimes that's a great practice to work on, right? If you can only just touch the light here, okay. Then you could just do a practice for the next couple of weeks of like, let me see if I can bring it into my head. Let me see if I can bring it into my throat. Let me see if I can bring it into my heart. Let me see if I can bring it into my belly. Let me see if I can then bring it all the way down into my sexual center, into my sexual center. She'll show you where your shame is at. She'll show you where your pain is at. She'll show you where the healing is needed. She'll show you, she'll show you. She'll go like, you're a little bit numb here. You're a little bit anesthetized here. This area of the body's maybe never been awakened before. Let me help you. And she does it with this high vibration, really, really beautiful. And it's like this, oof, oof. It's, it's like it's healing like that, just oh, in a split second. Oh. <laughs> so it feels really good in my body to do it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's very miraculous, very high voltage. It's not like gritty, grungy, not that there's anything wrong. I love all of it. I love all of it. And it's being open to all of it, right? Being open to whether it comes from beneath or whether it comes from above, whether it's like in the, in the, like, um, in the earthy realms of like, yes, or if it's just this high voltage moving through. And now imagine your, this does not have to be an intimate relationship. Imagine you're creating something you're creating something, right? Maybe you're creating dinner for your family. Maybe you're creating something in your business. Maybe you're running a, a team meeting, right? Maybe, what, whatever. Maybe you are making love to a partner. Maybe you're just dancing for you, right? Maybe it's just your practice. Maybe you're going into a yoga session and you bring that energy in and then you just move with that. The miraculous healing. So this amazing, 
amazing Shakti has the capacity to bring parts of self back in, has the capacity to rewire, to um, recreate, to <laughs> the, um, you all want to hear a funny story about me crafting a penis, a new penis for my partner at one point. I'll share it. Um, uh, I'll share it. This was my own ISIS. Um, so when I start to work with archetypal energies, they come in many different ways. Sometimes it um, was in workshops or retreats. Sometimes it's um, just in my own practice, like, oh, who is this? <laughs> or what energy is this that's arising or awakening or opening up in me? Um, and this one happened to be while making love with my partner. I wasn't even making love, actually. We, um, <clears throat> I had never worked with Isis. So let me give you the backdrop. I had never worked with Isis had felt um, the energy of Isis, like, wow, she's really golden and sparkly and like miraculously healing. And um, she's very multi-layered. And I know that she has to do with sex magic. That's all I knew. That's all that I knew. She's an Egyptian goddess, Osiris, Horus, you know, kind of understood all of that stuff, but I wasn't embodied, but didn't, you know, understand her in a gnosis way, had not embodied her. And with my partner at the time, and this was, years years and years and years ago we're in the blue mountains in australia so big shout out to my aussie sisters um, we're in the blue mountains in australia which is a magical place on the planet and um, we're just moving around and i'm touching his body and you know this is we've been exploring these sorts of things for years and years and years and years so if you've ever heard me use the words fucking through the archetypes <laughs> this is during that period of my of my life was fucking through the archetypes it was literally exploring all 36 of the archetypes sexually and that's a lot of how this opened up for me so i can't point you to a book because it didn't come from a book it literally came from just the energetic exploration of these and what's here what happens and then holding space um, for circles of women to go into this energy um, and just see what opens up in them and unfold for them so that's where this conversation comes from it's all experiential it's all from my own experiences and holding space for many 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 around the world in these different energies and kind of sharing all this wisdom with you or what i've observed and witnessed and seen um, <clears throat> So I find myself um, just like golden light, like running my hands over his chest and his face and through his head. I'm like, oh my God, this is, what is this? And he's in, um, he's in just this, this state of, um, this state of receptivity of, you just can see him I'm beaming, right? You see this man's chest opening and, and his heart opening and just love pouring out of him. And you can see in his eyes this like worshiping of, of feminine form, of goddess, of this energy, just like, and which when that worship starts to happen and the presence and the witnessing starts to happen, it actually invokes more of the energy in, right? It actually invokes more of the energy in. So he's doing his part as the masculine role in the worshiping and in the devotion to the feminine and the devotion to the goddess, right? Which brings in more of it. So that's the gift to me is I get to allow this amazing healing energy, this awakening, this high vibrational golden love light to pour more and 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 more through my body, right? And so this is happening between us. And then I find myself moving down 
to his cock moving down. I always say the word cock. That might not be your word. Insert a different word. It's just mine. I like it. So moving down to his cock and going, oh my God, like, let me love you. Let me love you. Let me bring the light. Um, I call it shaft of light. <laughs> it's also my other words so are cock and then shaft of light, right? Because it literally becomes the shaft of light, the shaft of fucking light, of grace light, of love light, of consciousness light, of uh, it is glorious, right? And we don't have to have a penis to be able to do this, by the way. We do not have to have a penis to be able to have a shaft of light at all or to gift others with a shaft of light. How good is that? Yeah. So um, I'm there and I'm like, oh my God. And, and you can just feel this like healing and this love and all of this happening. And then I'm sensing, now I don't know all of the mysteries around Isis. I don't know the myth of Isis. I, I know very, very little at this point. And so I feel as though I am crafting him a new cock. I'm literally crafting him a new, a new penis, right? An upgraded version, right? <laughs> upgraded. And you're, you know, you're just like taking out the shame and you're taking out the pain and you're taking, you're just, you're just loving it out. And it's a gift to me. It's not, I'm not, you know, the giving is the receiving, the receiving is the giving, the giving is the receiving, the receiving is the giving, right? And so this is the most glorious thing for me as well as for him. And so all of this, and I'm, I'm really feeling like, wow, like how am I? And it's just being gifted by the goddess. It's just being gifted. It's just the Shakti and the sex magic of Isis rolling through a person, rolling through two people, really. And he's He's in his role and I'm in my role at that moment. And then, so I come out and I'm like, babe. And you know, we had been fucking through the archetypes for years at this point. I'm like, babe, who was that? Right? Cause we're, he's well-versed in which feminine archetype this is or which goddess or which Shakti's coming through. And I'm well-versed in this at this point. I'm teaching this at this point, not this archetype. But I'm like, do you, do you know who that was? I don't, I don't. She, I think she's new to me. And he's like, I don't know who that was. I've, I've never seen her before, but you can bring her in any time, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, he just got a new, a new cock. And so I start to have this sense of, I feel like maybe that was Isis. And two days later, this is typically how it would work for me, is two days later, I'm kind of talking about it to some friends or whatever, and someone, I'm sharing with someone, she's like, Sabrina, uh, don't you know that in the myth, Isis is able to pull her husband, her, her um, consort, her, it's her husband, um, Osiris, her son is Horus. Tell me if I've got that wrong. My mind sometimes says funky things um, during these. And she's able to call back all pieces of him so she has to find this is her gift think about this this is her shakti this is her gift this is part of her sex magic she does this for us she does this for others she does this for creative projects she does this for spaces this is, it's her one of her many gifts one of them she's high priestess too so she'll initiate the crap out of you right take you to different places and, and awaken different capacities she's a gift giver she will awaken dormant capacities in you she will awaken priestess capacities she will awaken hands-on healing capacities she will awaken oh she will awaken alchemical capacities to shift fear into love, to shift pain into love, to heal things. Anyways, um, my friend says to me, Sabrina, part of her gift, she's able to bring back all the pieces of her husband's body because they were, um, he was um, 
like blown up in 2000 pieces and all of his pieces were spread all over the earth. You can read about the myth to learn more. I'm not the best at delivering myth. My, <laughs> more of my gift is the transmission of it and the energetics of it and like what are the mysteries behind the myth. So definitely not my, my strong suit is the myth part of it. Um, it's more of like the feminine aspect of it, not the mental intellectual words around it. But you then, <clears throat> she says to me, she she's able to find all the pieces of his body except his cock. She can't find a shaft of light. It's, she can't find it. So she literally, in her magic, pulls all the pieces back. Can't find, can't find it. So she crafts him a new one. She crafts him one out of like the silt from the bottom of a river. And she crafts him a new penis. Talk about sex magic, right? Talk about like crazy mind-blowing stuff. This is how this stuff works. And you might think my story's totally off the wall or like, yeah, okay, whatever, Sabrina. That's how the mysteries are. They're hard to believe. But when they happen to you, they happen and you're like, yep, can't deny that one cannot deny that this is how this rolls. This is how this territory is. So, okay, um, I know that we have 10 minutes and I cannot go over today because I have another commitment to hold a circle um, for a group of women that we're journeying together for the year. Um, let me do the last two really quickly. Hygieia we've talked about in many different facets. Hygieia She's similar to Vesta, Greek goddess in her low level or mundane level or lower archetypal realm. It's not lower or higher. It's not better or worse. It's just, that's a way of talking about it. Hygieia is considered goddess of hygiene, health and hygiene. It's kind of like Vesta home and her. Like what? You've got to be kidding me. And again, you get to see the veil. You get to see how veiled the sex magic is. You get to see how veiled or those parts got cut out of the story or they've been removed from the goddess or the church got a hold of it. I don't know. We could go into all kinds of conspiracy theories, right? The church got a hold of it and they were like, yeah, we're going to tone this down a little bit. We're not going to let you know that she's the Kundalini goddess of miraculous healing and we'll also uncover the mystery between sexual energy and Kundalini energy. There is a huge veil around sexual energy and kundalini energy, right? How many questions are around kundalini awakening? Is it sexual? Why is it sexual? Is it dangerous, right? It's all like, feel how linked they are and feel how mysterious it is. Hygieia holds the answers to those mysteries. She holds the answers to those keys. She explains, she helps you to embody the mystery. So it's not just an understanding of it, but you, again, I've done a ton of research around where's the information on this for Hygieia. Sometimes you'll see a tiny little thing like Kundalini goddess of miraculous healing, but mostly you'll see health and hygiene. Okay, so um, we're gonna leave that there and I'm gonna cover, where do we go into? Lolita. Um, we'll finish with Lolita. Now I do have a, a resource that I can actually um, stand behind. Most resources I do not stand behind, but this one I can stand behind. Sally Kempton's book, Awakening Shakti. Or I think there's an audio version too. Now the reason I like it for Lolita, Lolita's the only one of these. I'm just looking at my list. Is there any other ones? Lolita's the only one of these five that is in the book, right? So she does the Indian pantheon. Um, so you'll see other archetypal energies associated with the Indian pantheon. None of these other four are in there. These other four are um, Greco-Roman and Egyptian. So um, 
I can recommend that resource. The reason I like it, this is why I like it. If we go to Marion Woodman's work, Marion Woodman did amazing work around the feminine, amazing work around the feminine. I can recommend some of her, you know, like feel into some of her books. She won't give you the sex magic, though there is actually a sacred prostitute book that I think she did with another author. Um, I don't love it. You might love it. I don't love it. Um, I didn't even finish. I don't love it. I, I don't love it. <laughs> but it might, there might be something in there for you. Don't know. Um, but Marion Woodman's, I love this because it's so true. Those of us who've worked in the feminine energy long enough, <laughs> we get to understand that most of the frameworks and the ways that things are delivered in, is in a masculine way, which never captures the essence of the feminine never goes anywhere near the truth of the feminine, never goes anywhere near the truth of soul, never goes anywhere near the truth of, of these Shakti goddesses, of, of the feminine, right? Of life force, of creation force. We're trying to weasel it into words. We're trying to fit it into books. We're trying to fit it into something that doesn't hold the energy, right? I love that Marion Woodman called this out. She's like, I'm trying to write this book on the feminine and I can't, I can't get the essence of it in there because it's not the right format. Right? And I find that to be so true. So true. This is why I find it so hard to write. <laughs> this is better, but experientially exploring things is the best. There's nothing better than it. Embodiment practices, being in a woman's circle, right? Whether that's in person on retreat or online, in person on retreat. And there's nothing like it. You cannot touch that with a 10-foot pole in anything that you do, right? Like, we try to do the best that we can with online stuff. And I have, like, worked and rewired and I have... Um, trained and trained and trained and trained and trained and trained to do transmissions through online versions the best way that I can. I'm going to keep doing that to make things more and more accessible. Um, but just know that the fem part of the feminine way is being in circle, right? Is just being in the energetics of something, is the transmission of being in sacred women's circle. Um, so the way that Marion Woodman wrote about this is you just, you can't. But what I'm saying around Lolita and why I... Um, can stand behind Sally Kempton's work is because she will weave in practice with myth, another practice with a reflective thing, with a, um, and you can kind of go into, you can feel a bit of the Shakti through the book. You can feel a bit of the Shakti through the book. Now, most books, even goddess books, feminine awakening Shakti books, awakening the feminine books, most of them, you can't feel the Shakti. Some of them for sure. Some of them for sure, right? That's the feminine way. And if you can do that through the written word, kudos to you, right? Kudos to you um, for being able to have that channel awaken to be able to transmit via the written word. Um, so let me feel Lolita super quickly. Lolita is... <laughs> um, There's this huge movement you see in feminine work right now and have been seeing this for a little while around pleasure, awakening pleasure, 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 pleasure. Part of me really wishes that we wouldn't stop there. <laughs> Part of like, yes, yes. But it's also like, come on, that's not all there is the feminine. Like, come on, come on, right? I mean, just think about these five archetypes we've just explored here. Way more to the feminine than pleasure. But, but pleasure is a very important aspect to wake up in ourselves. To, um, to be able to awaken joy, to be able to awaken bliss and self, to be able to retrain our nervous system. It's literally retraining our bodies and our nervous systems to hold, 
to have capacity to hold more pleasure, to have capacity to hold more happiness and joy, right? We all complain about like, I'm just not happy. Well, part of it is because our nervous systems can't handle that much pleasure. They can't hold that much joy. This also is directly linked to orgasm and our ability to orgasm. The depths of orgasms that we're, that we're capable of getting to is directly linked to our capacity to, um, that's directly linked to a lot of things, <laughs> but one is our capacity to, to um, allow pleasure to move through our bodies, to allow pleasure to move. Lolita brings pleasure. She brings pleasure. She opens us to everything being pleasurable. The way that I drink my tea, the way that the tea smells is pleasurable. The, the tea going down my throat is pleasurable. The breeze on my skin is pleasurable. The clothing on my skin is pleasurable. My hair brushing across my shoulders is pleasurable. And Lolita also brings us into, I want to make love to everything. I want to just interact with everything in a way that I'm making love to it. I want to make love to that tree. I want to make love to the wind. I want to make love to the sun. I want to make love to the earth. I want to make love to this being. I want to make love, right? That's Lolita. That's Lolita. And she's, and there's many, there's much, 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 much more to Lolita, but I'm just being conscious of our time together. Um, so uh, that's sex magic in five archetypes. <laughs> um, if you are called to go into this, we are doing one retreat this year. There are six spots open at this point, right? This retreat happens from the time of this live. It's happening in three weeks here in Colorado at the Rewilding Retreat Center. It's on sacred sexuality. It's on sexual healing and awakening. Again, it's good for both. Um, it's good for both the... I really feel called to the path of sacred sexuality, or I just really feel like being in sacred sexual energy is something that will be so incredibly healing and awakening for me, right? So it's kind of, it's, it's all of it. Um, sex is linked to everything, right? So if I can leave you on some final words. Actually, I wanna give you one more invitation because I know not everyone can come to retreat, right? <laughs> I know not everyone can come to retreat. This is, um, very near and dear to my heart. And again, all of you who shared, <laughs> commented yesterday to help us get past um, the filters and kind of the censorship that's, that we run into when we start talking about sex magic and we start talking about sacred sexuality and, and these realms, thank you all for just what you've done to share. If it feels right to share this, to comment if you're on YouTube or if you're on the podcast, you feel to, I don't know, leave a review or share things places um, to help us um, get past. I can't run Facebook ads. I can't run, a, I've been kicked off of Facebook for running ads that say sacred sexuality that say, um, that's the big one that I get in trouble for. Um, this one, sex magic, they deleted our pictures. So just like a huge thank you to all of you. I wanna bring much more of this to the world. I wanna bring much more of this to you in many different ways, in in-person retreats, in online retreats, in conversations like this. Um, and I think the best way for us to kind of get through filters is to, one, those of you who are here live, being in the Facebook group, um, even though they take our pictures down, they seem to have not removed our posts around it, um, but also joining the newsletter. So newsletter, I can typically get past spam filters. <laughs> Again, it's so wild to be doing this. Um, and in this 
current world and seeing why it's veiled, seeing why it's hidden, seeing, you know, the hoops we have to jump through and to bring this out to the world. Um, so newsletter is the best thing to do. SabrinaLynn.com, two ends. Um, we'll get you to the newsletter and then you will know about every live we do, every event we put out, every online thing. I do a lot of free online um, deep dives. So we'll definitely do more around this. We did one called Reunion that was big into working masculine and feminine energy. We walked into a tiny little bit of sacred sexuality around that, but that's probably the best way to kind of stay in touch with what's going on. Um, and then I want to share this last little piece with you. Um, Let me feel, what can I leave you with? That really, 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 really serves this moment. <laughs> um, when it comes to sacred sexuality and when it comes to working in this territory, um, trust you, trust you. Um, really, really, really trust you. Really, really feel into that, that inner voice within, that guidance, right? What feels right, what feels right, what feels right, what feels right. Hold yourself to that fire. I remember being in a group um, where, oh, I have to go, the circle's calling. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'll just leave it with that. Listen to that still small voice within, right? And let it call you to the right circles, let it call you to the right spaces, let it call you to the right books, to the right teachers, to the right archetypes, to the right practices, to the right embodiment things, to the right circles, to the right friends, to the right partners. Let it, let it talk. It's there. It's there. Sometimes we just have to amplify its voice or get all the other stuff out of the way, but it's there. It's there. And that's probably the best thing that I can leave you on this for your path forward. You know, like what next, what next, where do I go? Just keep feeling, keep feeling, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, and keep trusting you, trust you. You trust you, you trust you. All right. I love you all so much. This has been amazing. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.